Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of All Things Elite. I am your host, The Sly, when Jordan Fox and with me, as always, your Floyd and Savior, Mr. Floyd Johnson Jr. Floyd, what's happening, man? The Elite. The, the Elite. The Elite. <laughs> the, the Elite, man. Uh, after last night and the ticket announcement party, uh, I was super excited to do this show. I mean, seriously, I, I you know I live I live a opposite life than everybody else, so it was like I'm like 12:30 in the morning. I kind of finished my notes and some uh, got all the stuff together, and I'm just like itching. I'm like, dude, I wish he was awake right now so I could talk about it, but I was working, so I couldn't have did it anyway. But it was just like <laughs> I've just been like all like all this week, just been itching just to get into the show. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of stuff uh, that we're going to get into today. Uh, and, you know, obviously, I did not get most of the info until I woke up this morning and uh, on my way to the earth. More so when I was trying to wake up over a cup of coffee before going to the gym, I was reading about everything. And, uh, you know, not to spoil anything, but, you know, you see uh, Kenny Omega on there. And I'm just like, man, I wonder how much money Kenny Omega is making. Because, you know, we talked about it on episode one, I believe, where the, the rumors are that Kenny Omega turned down $3.5 million a year on a downside guarantee to go with AEW instead of WWE. So can you imagine... Can you imagine the kind of money that he's probably making? Well, we'll talk about it in a little bit. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. I just... It just blows my mind. You know, Kenny Omega is like my favorite wrestler in the world right now. So, uh, but before we go, we got, we have, we actually have, uh, a contest winner, but before we do that, we want to be sure and thank power slam TV. Don't forget you get your first month free with power slam TV by using promo code social suplex Floyd, my man, let's talk about that contest, baby. All right. Um, yeah, I was excited. Uh, this contest was way bigger than we thought. So before we announce the winner, 
because uh, I told him I'd, I'd announce it within the first five minutes of the show. I'd like, just like to thank Social Suplex, uh, our family. I'm talking about Jeremy Josh from Keeping It at Strong Style and Rich. He did our music, He and he's on One Nation Radio. He gave me a shout-out uh, shout last week. Yeah, because uh, I, I did have a little problem getting out our Twitter name because All Things Elite was taken. So I had to... Uh, had to keep playing around with it so it wasn't anything that i could remember and because it looks like when you first look at it it looks like at at so it's like <laughs> it's, it's like weird so it's like so i gotta i, I, I practiced a little bit because it's at ate elite pod at at elite pod there you go so at like elite it. Pod. I had to practice this week so I could get it without uh, messing up. But I want to give them. They've welcomed us into the Social Suplex family with open arms. They gave me notes last week on the show, which is very valuable because honestly, you can surround yourself with people that don't ever tell you the truth. And I'm just, I'm. They definitely gave me some information to help make the show better. I appreciate that. Uh, I had to accept that. Uh, covering all things uh covering the elite when it comes to them opening a show it's almost like a second full-time job you have to be on twitter you have to be on the different sites you have to be watching videos so you can have all the information so you can come to every show prepared because that's what we want to do we want to give you a comprehensive uh comprehensive coverage of the elite because it is something i'm very passionate about and love very much so i don't want to do anything less than my best and having those two guys helping me and rich helping me uh get better each week i really appreciate this so to the contest um let me tell you i've run contests online on different uh pages i've had and i usually get about 50 to 100 people uh, this might speak to the popularity of the elite. We went from 52 followers on basically a naked site to over 700 followers uh, running this contest. Over 600 people uh, did all three steps, which was uh, retweet, like, and follow us. Uh, we had a lot of different podcasts follow us. Uh, and so they were through, uh, if, if they did all three, they were through into the list. And this morning, I, I I had a person keeping track of everything for us because my attention to detail is not that great, but she, hers is better. So she kept the list and gave me the list. I put it in a randomizer. I called a friend that does not even like wrestling, doesn't even know I was running a contest. And I randomly said, pick a number between 1 and 643. And they picked a number. And the winner is, your winner is this week. It's only the first shirt giveaway because we got over 500. So we uh, we are giving away two shirts. So your first right. winner is at RVD Babe. At RVD Babe. I will be contacting her, uh, contacting the user, which is her, directly to let her know she won. So I can get the address and I'll be sending the hoodie out as soon as I have that information. Uh, hopefully she'll be nice to uh, post a picture of herself in the hoodie and I would uh, so we can post it on the site so I uh, yeah I'm very happy to give that away so yes your winner is at RVD babe now 
at RVDBAV. I'm going to hit you up on Twitter, but you have until the next show to contact me with your information. If not, we will be picking a different winner. Oh, dude, she'll contact you. I'm 100% sure. I'm 100% sure she'll contact me, but I just want to put a, uh, I just want to put a expiration on it because if I don't, it, you know, people will think I, I didn't give out the shirt. They'll oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I don't want anyone to think I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want anyone to think, oh, like, he just ran this to get, uh, he ran this to get followers without actually paying anything off. I want to make sure I get their information. Like I said, I'm announcing it on the show, but I am hitting her up uh, today directly on Twitter. Yeah, I get that. That's cool, man. And congratulations to her. Uh, I totally wanted to win it, but Floyd <laughs> told me I was uh, I was not allowed to win it, which I thought was completely unfair. <laughs> but whatever. Whatever. No, I'm just kidding. Um so you said that because we got over 500 followers uh, from the contest that we're actually giving away a second hoodie, right? Yes, and we're going to an- announce that we're gonna, we're going to keep, you know, keep following Likely and Tweeting. The contest is still going. Uh, right. And then we'll draw another name uh, next week. We'll announce it first five minutes of the show just like we did this week. And, you know, as we as I said I reached the goal so quickly and so unexpectedly. I, you know, I just got a wild hair up my ass, and I said, you know what? You know, if we get to a thousand, I'll give away two more hoodies. So it'll end up being four hoodies total. So we'll be giving, oh, wow. we'll end up be giving away hoodies every show of the month of February. It's not. I mean, I I can't afford to give away stuff every time, but you know, it's you know, as a new show, we're just hoping that. You, this allows you to give us a chance and mm-hmm. you know give us a chance if you like our show keep listening if you don't like our show hit us up on the twitter the dms are open let us know what we can improve let us know what uh let us know what we can add or what we can cover more or cover less and we'll be glad to uh we'll be glad to adjust based on you know you know if you say don't talk about the elite we're not gonna not do that that i mean that's kind of the, <laughs> that's kind of the whole show so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take your suggestions under advisement we're not gonna say we're gonna do them all we're not gonna ignore them all but we will take them under advisement absolutely absolutely man uh so i do believe that was the last announcement that we had let's get into some all elite wrestling man so do you want to start off with talking about being the elite in this week's episode yes and the announcement that they made on there yes uh definitely uh let's talk about being the elite uh this week's episode um oh, i watched it three times <laughs> the three times because like i said like last week it was just i had seen it but you know i had to remember how, uh, points but i Watched it three times this week, and uh, what we started off with, it was kind of cool. Cody's sitting in a room with uh, EVP, or Executive Vice President Cody, is sitting in a room with uh, what was announced as the AEW head coach, Billy Gunn, and the head of talent relations, uh, fuzzied out Christopher Daniels, because they're they're, uh, trying to hide the fact that he chipped his tooth, he doesn't want anybody to see it. And they are in the room, and they bring in Hangman. Scorpio Sky is just, like, hanging in the back. It's kind of weird. Uh, Cody then tells Billy Gunn to tell Hangman and a professional 
carrying Gentile fashion that he cannot be in full gear. He doesn't have the body for it. Uh, Billy says, I've been working on this. And in true Billy Gunn, old Billy Gunn fashion, because he is the old angry man of the group, he looks at uh, he looks at Hangman dead in his eye, and in perfect delivery says, "You're fat." <laughs> I laughed like the first time I the first time I watched it, I had to pause because I was laughing. I don't know why it hit me so hard because I'm a big dude, so I've been fat my whole life. But it was just the delivery, the dry, the deadpan delivery on it. Like you're fat. I just imagine Billy Gunn just saying that to someone, and it was yeah, and Hangman's face, and then. Uh, Cody then looks at uh, Daniels and he says, in your professional capacity as the head of talent relations, uh, Daniels then does this thing where he puts on the AEW hoodie, the one the one we're giving away on the contest. He said, let me get my hoodie on. Has his merch. Billy Gunn's like, oh, I want one of those. And he says, tell Adam that he has to be in better shape. Can't have him going around in his full gear. He doesn't have the body for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, he starts to tell him that. And uh, uh, Hangman says, I'd like you to tell management that Cody is being an executive vice asshole. Uh <laughs> So, <laughs> so Daniels uh, looks at uh, Cody, uh, looks at Cody, and uh, you know says that Tangman is taking it under advisement. And Cody's like, "Good, good," even though he'd hurt him. And uh, basically, then uh, Cody said, "If he was like, if he doesn't show up in the right shape in full gear again, he'll be fired." Uh, Paige says, "I heard him," and he leaves angry. And then Cody, Chris, and Billy all high five each other for doing such a good job. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So um, that I'm about to say that segment started off pretty hot, and then the show started off pretty hot. Right. Right. Um, when did they talk about? Uh, did they talk about Pentagon and Ray Phoenix at all? Yeah. Uh, they. We. We definitely get there. Um, yeah. Um, it's like we it's like in the next segment we definitely get in, uh we get uh there it, they that's pretty much the end of the show but uh we get to Cody and uh he's in the hall with uh Paige he's like man I'm getting the hang of this executive vice president thing and yeah I don't, uh hangman's like really like you know you're not kind of thing and he sees Darby Allen and he uh Darby Allen is on evolution uh excuse me I said evolution Darby Darby Allen on evolve he's a wrestler on evolve and you know Cody does his thing he offers him how would you like to make a million dollars and hangman kind of stops him it's like you know you can't do that and then uh when uh so flip Flip comes up and interrupts, and he, uh, Cody does this whole no sells him like he doesn't remember who he is. He's like, Oh, Flip! And they hug, and then, uh, Flip's like, Oh, you better watch out for MJF. You know, you know, you know, because he knows MJF is, uh, you know, not a very nice person. And Cody's, like, gets really angry. He's about to take a swing on him. And, like, everybody that's at that show uh, comes in and does this comical kind of breakup thing. Now, I found something funny in this segment because Billy Gunn, you know, they record with, like, 
the phones or whatever. And Billy Gunn clearly didn't know something was going on, so he was walking in the back. And then he saw him recording, and he's like, kind of ducks. I'm like, dude, you're like six seven. You can't duck. <laughs> you're not ducking out of camera. <laughs> <laughs> you're not ducking out of camera. You are the fucking camera. You're bigger than everybody there. <laughs> it was just hilarious. And in doing the breakup, Scorpio Scott is literally just in a towel. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, that makes no what. All right, no, but that was hilarious. Uh, uh, th- in that segment, we get to uh, Matt. He's at MGM. Says they talk about the history of uh, the MGM Grand Arena. Uh, they talk about our Garden Arena. They're talking about Halloween. Uh, the last time he was there was Halloween Havoc, and he met Ray in the lobby. And Ray was really, really nice to him. Uh, and their goal is to break the uh, break the wrestling wrestling record, which was like twelve thousand there um 12,000 and they uh and they just start that and it's just Nick and Matt that they're talking about that and uh we get to uh Scorpio Sky and Frankie are looking at an Ali photo and it, this was weird because of course they've been doing this thing about not saying candy bar names like so he's like telling about the time he had the Snickers uh, Cass starts telling him a story. Daniels come in. He has a bandana around his face, and this is just crazy because it's like it's almost like if you remember Home Improvement. Do you remember Wilson from Home Improvement? How you oh, never yeah. saw the lad all of them have his face. It's almost kind of like that gimmick <laughs> where they're uh, the, yeah, they're, they're, they're not because his chipped tooth. They're not letting you see the bottom half of his face, so they call him a cowboy and make fun of him. And uh, he he tells them they're assholes. And uh, when they they go away from the room, it was like literally Scorpio Sky is stealing the Muhammad Ali pick. I'm like, what? <laughs> he just takes it <laughs> off the wall. Uh, so they they we get a Brock Lesnar sighting because they like do a scan of the uh, pictures, and you know Brock Lesnar's main evented at that building before, and you see Brock Lesnar in poster, but they do it where they kind of stop on it for a minute. Uh-huh. So, so, and then you see Cody going in there to talk with the Bucks, and they're talking about it, and he's like, yeah, uh, we're going to have 20000 you know, and he's like, no, but we've only scaled it for 14000 He's like, but it's wrestling, so you know you can give me the numbers, so let's call it 20000 He's like, we'll call it 20000 and then they kind of look at each other because they know they're not going to be able to fit 20000 It's like, why did we call this thing double or nothing? I thought that was kind of funny because it's like, you know, you have an idea. You're like, oh, we're going to get a 20,000-seat arena. Well, there's not a lot of 20,000-seat arenas that the WWE doesn't have contracts with. So you got to kind of get what you can get. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they got the MGM Grand Arena, which Garden Arena, which is a, you know, great place. UFC covers there. Like I said, WCW used to uh, run there. So it's not like it's a, you know not a big location it's just yeah you're not going to fit 20,000 people in there <laughs> they uh but they said they scaled it for 14,000 we'll find out the real they're, they're actually the real numbers much lower than that later in the show uh so then uh, we get to the good stuff um uh, no it actually the next thing is it it was it was it was kind of weird it's probably going to lead to something and i just didn't know they were at Northeast Wrestling, and then they just had a thing where Cody and Paige went out to the ring and fought two dudes, and then Cody addressed the uh, crowd, uh, asked the fans if they mind them being the elite, and they did the elite chant, 
and they uh, they start doing all elite chant. It was like really, I mean, it was a part of the show, and you know they're showing their how they're just showing up at different uh, venues and stuff. But it was just like nothing really happened in that segment. The next segment is the one we were just talking about uh, that you asked about uh, was uh, they got you seeing Brian Pillman Jr. in the back. Hopefully, I, hopefully within a few years, he's working with All Elite Wrestling because we're both big fans of Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, uh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, love the mullet. Uh, the Bucks music hits. They are in Atlanta for the heel face wrestling show called Come Hell or High Water. Lucha Brothers are already in the ring. They, they had just wrestled SCU. I think they won, but it wasn't really clear from the video. Uh uh, they come out to the ring, and of course, the Lucha Brothers think they're about to start a fight. Penta does his Sierra Miero thing uh, to the Bucks, letting them know he ain't scared of them. Uh, they uh, they say they come in peace, and they thank them for keeping tag team wrestling alive. And they say tag team wrestling can be a main event. That'll probably end up being a theme of this show because they mentioned that a lot. And they said they called Lucha Brothers the second best tag team in the world. And of course, <laughs> if you know Pentagon and Ray are not very long tempered, <laughs> that angered them. Right. right. And they said they say, Oh no, 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 no. If you want to prove you're the best, come wrestle for AEW. They don't have the paperwork, but a handshake will do. So they stick out their hands and the Lucha Brothers like look like they're about to say no. We all know the result, even though they didn't show it. They they went away from it right then. We all know the result is that they, they did end up having a handshake agreement. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that, Penner and Ray. Uh, uh, but just to finish segment, it was a very hilarious to me. It was like, I wouldn't call it the funniest segment, but it was unexpected because of how they set it up. Kenny's on the phone with Nick talking about this tough choice he has to make about where he's gonna go how you know not where he's gonna go but what choice and the tough and it leads you to believe he's talking about making a choice between like New Japan WWE and All Elite well he's wearing all of this Resident Evil gear and you find out he's talking about which character path to take on Resident Evil 2 Claire or Leon and it's like I didn't know anything about Resident Evil 2. I didn't know there was dual character pass. So that was even funnier to me because it's like I don't I don't know what's going on. And Matt says he doesn't play video games. He says uh he uh he 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 gets off he's like going through this talking about uh you know you know I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know, like you all out there doing drugs and stuff, which of course they don't do. <laughs> he says, uh, he's like, I'm going to do Leon. I think he stuck with Leon. It was funny. He says, I got to get off the phone. I got to call Marty. And then Nick's like sitting there wondering, he's like, how do you get the phone number to my hotel room? It was just, <laughs> it was just that, that ended on that one. And then the show went away, but that was everything on being the elite. The big news out of being the elite, as we discussed, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. I think they called him something else like Pentagon LM or something like that. I think it's like his triple A name or something. Well, uh-huh. uh, he was, uh, they did the sign their agreement because, from what I understand, because they're under Lucha Underground contracts they can't sign like a contract with aew all they can do you know it's going to be like a parent per appearance thing 
and so uh, uh, so right now the uh, right now at this point if we're thinking hey it's Monday when we listen to this all we know is that Pentagon and Ray Phoenix are going to be wrestling for AEW we definitely find out more information on this and just to let everyone know we are recording this Friday morning about 8:30 so our news is up to date as of then so if anything yep. happens before tomorrow morning when the show is released just know we we couldn't cover it because we didn't know <laughs> so um pentagon and so we know pentagon and ray phoenix are going to be at all elite which is big news so what absolutely you, did you uh i mean what did you think of the show so as, as you know uh you know bte is it, it is something that i've watched in the past you know but uh it's something that i've kind of fallen out of uh on watching and stuff like that but you know, when I watch it, I don't really remember why I stopped watching it because it's always funny. It's always put together nice. It's always and it's really cool to know that. Uh, we, do you know which Young Buck brother is it, Matt or Nick, that does all the editing for the show? I believe it is Matt that does the editing for the show. Okay, so it's really cool. No, it doesn't really matter which one it is. I was just curious, you know. But it, it's really cool to watch it and know that these two guys. Um, and if you want to include Cody, those three guys, they've really, you know, just built this cool show and it has opened up so many doors for them. You know what I mean? And they, and they still eat, they started off and even though they still, they're making more money than they probably know what to do with right now. They're, they're peeking out on success, but they're not peeking out They're It seems like they're still climbing. You know what I mean? Like they're still gaining momentum and success, but they still go home to their wives and kids and they sit down and edit the show. And they could easily pay someone to edit it for them, you know. Yeah, the apps. And, and they still, they still just take care of it themselves. Like they're, they're passionate about it, man. And and you can really see that in the BTE show, the Being the Elite. And I, I love it. Yeah, it's very much a homemade feel to it. Very much kind of gorilla. I know uh, when they do the parts where it's Hangman, and you know, it's like Hangman and Cody, and they're not together. Hangman does a lot of the editing. Uh, he's good at it. Uh, yeah, it, it's very much like it's mom and pop shop, but very much more than that, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just uh-huh. like I said, it, it really does make you feel like it's ours, even though it's not. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so they do a good job of that. But yeah, I'm glad you uh, definitely, definitely glad you enjoyed it. Uh, the, they, we've um, we've added to homework now because they have another series that they put out now. Yeah, what it, it, what is that called? It's called um, uh, man. What is it's like? Uh, it's the it's, uh, road road to double or nothing. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah yes, yes, yeah. Yes, it's yes, like yes, a road yes. to yeah. road to double nothing. It's like a road to show, but it's more behind the scenes. It's not funny. It's yeah. It's like it's like a serious like it's like, like a doc. Like, it, it, it's like letting you know what's going on. It is. I mean, if it's funny, it's unintentional. So it's right, like, right, it's yeah. To, it's supposed to be more of like a, a like a, do, a behind the scenes docu series talking about uh, you know everything that uh, you know like personal stuff and stuff about you know going into double or nothing, all the work that's going into behind the scenes stuff that uh, you know some wrestling fans absolutely love, like me and you. And there's some fans out there, which I totally respect that, that they don't really get into that kind of stuff. They like, they don't like the behind the scenes stuff. They like watching the show. 
You yep. know, like the, they like you know like WWE Raw for instance. Like they just love the finished product. And more power to you. You know what I mean? I I, I dig that. I um, I don't like the behind the stuffs with WWE. I like the behind the stuffs with like Impact and all uh-huh. the other companies. I don't like it with behind the, with WWE. It seems even their behind the scenes stuff seems overly produced. Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. They have overly produced everything to death and just yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yep. like it's like you get candid moments to me when you see Impact. I'm, and I know someone's gonna you know get mad at me, but understand. Anytime anyone wants to bring it to me, I will show them my leg. I literally have a WWE tattoo. <laughs> like, so I'm never not going to be a WWE fan. Doesn't mean I don't like things about it. I I watched a regular product. I don't like the behind the scenes stuff. Somebody, some people think it's amazing. It's not my favorite thing. I'll watch it when I'm bored. But most of the time, yeah, not going to watch it. I like it to be candid. I like it to be genuine reactions to a point. There was this impact thing where they were talking to LAX after this match, and you know Santana's like that was a dumb idea, and they was like man. And you're the MVPs of this company. You show up and you see Scott Memore talking to him, and it's gen- genuine. Like I really appreciate everything you do. We wouldn't be where we are without you, and, it, and that was the kind of stuff I like to see. Yeah, yeah, I totally, totally get it, man. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, some people, and like you know, that's basically what I was saying was just that uh, there is a a certain. Uh, amount of wrestling fans that really like like these serious candid uh behind the scenes docuseries like this road to double or nothing and i'm absolutely one of them i i absolutely love it uh and you know best uh, thing about these they're only like five minute episodes yeah 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 right yes it's 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 pretty cool and it's easy to watch you know what i mean it makes it very easy to watch whenever you know not just the length but you know they they jam-pack a lot of stuff in that in that little time yeah you know what i mean so, and there's no there's not much filler which always makes it nice you know yeah so on the first episode they announced jungle boy that was a big thing and then they kind of ended with cody didn't have an opponent and you know it it, it kind of kept with this theme uh because you get you see cody uh cody and cd or chris daniels they're with pharaoh watching a video and it turns out it's a jimmy havoc cutting of amazing prono uh chris daniel says jimmy havoc and, and jimmy havoc just like you know you know it's like there's jimmy havoc and uh you go to michael corler and he's the aew coordinator with an apple you know he's saying ultraviolet jimmy havoc he's saying what most people if you if you honestly hardcore wrestling fans know who jimmy havoc is and right. and i'm not and when i mean hardcore i'm not talking about deathmatch i'm talking about just you have to be pretty passionate to know Jimmy Havoc is. There's a niche in the wrestling business. Most people that are casuals not going to know who he is. Uh, and then in, in in that case, Mike is like, you mean staples and paper cuts Jimmy Havoc? Ultra-violent Jimmy Havoc? And then, of course, CD says the violence is one aspect of who he is. And he hides the fact that he's a great talker and technically sound. Now, this is what I'll point out. As a fan of progress, as someone that was a progress subscriber for a lot of months, uh, Jimmy Havoc was their longest reigning champion. Over 600 days as champion. He's basically what Pete Dunne is to the UK title now. And he put on matches where he wasn't doing hardcore. He can wrestle. 
The man can wrestle. He is. He was the one. The one of the trainers for Progress Wrestling at that time. He. The man can go. You know. He is technically sound. He just found. You know. Once you. Once you agree to do a hardcore or death match, you can become uh-huh. a hardcore death match guy. You know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you get pigeonholed. You know what I mean? And that's Jimmy Havoc. I'm not saying he's not good at it, but he just kind of got pigeonholed as that. And it's like, but a lot of people forget this dude can work. He can do a regular match if you want him to. So Cody says he loves Jimmy Havoc, which and Cody wrestled Jimmy Havoc in the UK. If it wasn't last year, it was maybe the year before. He says, let's make that call. CD says he'll reach out for a schedule. Uh, and then they talk to Mike, and they says they talk about the time the guys AEW takes. They don't take the norm. How they search for wrestlers. They don't want people. They want to. Pe- uh, they want to see people that people enjoy. They just don't want to use names that's been everywhere. They want to find a diamond in the rough. They go back to Jungle Boy. Then they talk about Adam Page. We get a profile about Adam Page. Uh, and and, they, and Mike says basically he could have went anywhere he wanted to. Most people thought he would sign with the Elite, but he was a star. You know, other companies wanted him, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, Page, do you show back the video from uh, January 8th in Jacksonville where he says he wants to be the first AEW champion? And he says it's hard. He's very humble very hard for him to accept the best and he says if he wins the title he maybe he could accept that he's one of the best in the world uh we then uh cody and chris daniels talking about the visa process process and how hard it is how they have to get paperwork and people to sign off i kind of took that as a veiled shot at the njpw's recent visa, visa issues maybe it night night have been but it seemed like that that was a weird coincidence that those that was like one of the things they focused on talking about and how much paperwork there was and mike comes in and says beep uh called again uh chris says you want to handle that that one sounds personal he said cody says it's fairly personal he he doesn't want to handle it he'll call him back when he feels like it mike reminds him that he still doesn't have an opponent for double or nothing they all look at each other and i ask you the question sir who do you think it could be? There is a turn. There is a theory on the internet that we're about to talk about. But who do you think you could be? I, to be honest, I do not have a clue. I was actually waiting for you to, you know, like finish this portion so I could ask you about the theory that you're referencing because I didn't read about the theory. I did not know that there was a big like theory so i'm interested in hearing about that yes this is comes from my obsessive twitter thirst for knowledge like i said anything <laughs> that has to do with the elite i've been looking at so it might right. seem like it's an ongoing theory to me just because i'm like literally paying attention to it but the ongoing theory that it's his brother dustin that's where they went they said it's fairly personal really? so everybody thinks it's dustin if you hear in the interviews that's kind of how he is with Dustin. He's like he gets back to him when he can, so that that sticks with that theory. You know, you know, D- Dustin's Dustin's a loving brother, but even Cody put on this was on. Uh, I forgot which show this was on. They were both on. I think it was ENC, and he says he he'll say it. He's like the big brother in that relationship, so it's almost like a little brother bugging him. And they've always had the dream. You know, they always wanted to do the big match at WrestleMania, Cody versus Dustin at WrestleMania. A lot of people think that's what they're leaning to. 
I that would be a great surprise. I think Dustin's really comfortable in the WWE, and I don't think WWE is going to give him permission to do this. So maybe I'm wrong there. And you know, and Cody is all about his brother being comfortable, his brother, you know, being financially secure, that kind of thing. And if he is in the WWE, I don't think Cody would do this. My my thought process, and, and honestly, it could be equally outlandish, was Nick Aldis. Uh, the reason, so you think they're gonna they're gonna finish up the trilogy? Yeah, because I was just thinking that well, that was my thought process. You know, Cody beat him once. Nick then beat him two one, so that puts it at two two. So technically, you know, it's still tied up. So you got Cody and all this three uh, at a uh, double or nothing, you know. And, you know, you want to go double or nothing, you know, put the title on the line, you know, that kind of thing. Put everything on the line at double or nothing. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, I, you know, but I think mine is more likely than Dustin. But I also think mine is unlikely because Nick Aldis is uh, with the NWA champion and they seem to have a really tight working relationship with ROH right now. Even the Crockett Cup is, is going to be ROH presents the NWA Crockett Cup. So, I don't hmm. know. I don't know how likely either one is, but I think it's more likely. And that is a personal, you know, that's a rivalry he has going on. So, that is personal. You know, that that's right. A, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. Like, I mean, we, does it get much personal than that? I mean, the only yeah, yeah, more yeah, personal yeah. than your brother would be. If it was an intergender match between you and Brandy, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, so like I said, it could go to a lot of different ways. It could go someone that we haven't heard of, you know, you know, that, but it's just like, I think that's, that's the one we're talking about right there when it comes to personal. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I, that, that's my guess. Like I said, it's all guessing. Uh, I am one of those few people. Like I know you, you'll see a lot of podcast pundits out there, and they want to be right about everything. You know this because we've been doing a show together. But people that might be listening for the first time, I actually like it when I'm wrong, and that is not a covering. It's just I still want to be that ten-year-old boy watching wrestling, you know. And it's all yeah. real, and I don't know what's happening next because I'm not signed up for the dirt sheet. Because that's when I enjoyed wrestling the most. So when I jump on a line of speculation and it ends up being completely effing wrong, you know, I don't like that I'm wrong, but I do because it actually makes me enjoy the product more. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. <laughs> I totally agree with that. And there's, it's, it, it's annoying sometimes when you see, you know, people that, like, they strive to, you know, they get angry if they're wrong or, you know, they say, oh, well, that's that's not how I would do it. You know, booking, you know, the booking is garbage and stuff like that. Like, no, man, like you want to be wrong. Like you want to be surprised. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the whole Daniel Bryan thing in a WrestleMania 30. I didn't know what they were going to do. Right. I didn't know how the booking was going to go. And they changed and then they just went with Daniel Bryan. And, you know, I never saw any of that coming. And it it was the best thing ever to me. It's one of my will always be one of my favorite storylines in wrestling. It will always want to be one of my best moments in wrestling is when Daniel Bryan wins the title. You know, uh, wins the title at WrestleMania 30, and it was like, and then 31 when Seth Rollins cashed in, I 
didn't know that was going to happen. And yeah, you know, and Cody, Cody, and you just use this term, Cody and all this last year to all in. I didn't know what way they were going to go. I was like, I thought Cody just was putting the NWA title over. And then Cody actually won the NWA title with me in the building. Cody being my favorite wrestler, as all of you know, it was just, it's one of those great moments. And to me, it seems like the best moments in wrestling is when you're not quite sure what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So you didn't know uh, that Daniel Bryan was going to go over and win the world title? I had a feeling, you know, at yeah. by that time, it felt like, yeah, this is the only way the show could end. But it was like him versus Randy and Batista. Randy and Batista is what they wanted the main event of WrestleMania 30 to be. So I thought they were just going to placate the audience by putting Daniel Bryan in there and then one of them to win it, you know. Right, you know, the guy that they wanted to win, win. And the fact that they went with Daniel Bryan all the way, beating two members of Evolution, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was absolutely insane, man. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the ticket announcement party for a minute, man. Yes, and uh, that's, the, that's the big news of the week, right? Yes, I want you to run down some of the people that have signed so we can talk about each one of them individually. If you got, if you, if you got the the time i got the money honey i got all day to talk about some signings for dude man this thing was you know they had the eighth and there were some streaming problems and all that kind of stuff and people like well they're not very professional oh they knocked it out of the park this time the stream was up yeah 15 minutes early and you you got on in Conrad and Nick Excalibur, and I always don't catch the other guy's name i don't i actually watched the video and i was like they might have said it but I don't ever catch his name. But they had Excalibur and Conrad up there, and they're talking, and you, the feed was coming through beautiful. It didn't stop or anything, and, they, and then they had the little thing. I always, uh, I always forget just a graphic to hold the video. And yeah, I never had a delay. I never had buffering. I never paused. Everything to it seemed to go the way they wanted to, except the weather. It was freaking cold in Las Vegas. A uh, friend of the show, Tiffany, was in the building, and yeah, and then they were posting how cold it was out there. Uh, yeah, so right before the show, an hour before the show, there's a video on All Elite's site, uh, and it's the GM of AAA, Dorian Rolden, letting everyone know that he was sorry he couldn't be there, but that AAA and AEW have reached a partnership and talent exchange agreement. So that's the first shot before the even the party even starts. Yeah. And that's that's insane. That it, is absolutely insane. That's a big deal because uh you, you hear it and there are ramifications. So uh first of all, you know, of course, AAA has a lot of talent. Uh, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon work with them, uh, but um, most importantly, New Japan does not work with them. New Japan is CMLL; that's their partner, not AAA. Right. So that might end up meaning that the New Japan partnership is not going to happen for a long time because they work with AAA. I don't know how how all of those things will work and work together, but that's kind of crazy uh, that uh. Yeah, they signed with AAA, and yeah, uh, that's they're gonna have talent. Uh, apparently, AEW talent's gonna appear for AAA. AAA talent's gonna appear for AEW. It's gonna be a true 
working relationships. So you got right now you got a AEW, you got Triple A now, and uh, OWE, the Oriental Wrestling, uh, oh, I guess Entertainment. So you got those three companies. That's that was a big signing for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it it's it like it seems like it's coming together so quick. Like it, it's hard to, when you come back to reality, it's hard to believe that they have not besides all in, which I don't even know if you can consider all in the first all in part of an AEW show. Cause AEW didn't exist back then, but they literally have not had a single show yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've had all this bad ass news and they have already built such a following. They're not even on TV yet. Hadn't even had all in double or nothing yet. And look at the fanfare. Yeah, is that not insane to you? That yeah, it is completely insane. And a lot of people say they're just a t-shirt company right now. But I'm like, most companies do this. You know, the most companies, you know, launch. You know, they have their initial and they try to build excitement and that kind of thing until their first show. So I'm like, I don't know what you want from a startup company. You know, what people want from it that are happen to be negative. But the positive people, good Lord. I mean, there's not a hottest ticker in town. Like I said, me doing the hoodie giveaway, I'm just going to just say this. All, all the fans that got on that... All that does is speak to the excitement of All Elite. That didn't speak to me. I mean, we had only done two shows, you know? <laughs> this doesn't speak, right, right. doesn't speak to how many people listen to our show at the time. It spoke to how popular All Elite, everybody just wants a piece of it. They want to touch it. They want to be around it, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just like, yeah. I'm like, they are building excitement. That is how you build a brand. You build excitement. You you build a product that people want to see. Yep. Uh, uh, so we get MJF uh, makes fun of Conrad and tells the fans they're losers. He just does his MJF thing. Now, I'm like, he, he, he called a... Uh, he said, well, if it isn't my best friend, Conrad Turkey Tits Thompson. I'm just kidding. That's a nice scarf. No, no, I'm kidding again. You look so ugly and poor. <laughs> oh my god he's freaking <laughs> yes dude I, I will tell anybody get, if you get a chance experience MJF just yes. just get in the same building hopefully it's at one of the indie shows where he's walking around and just go talk to him he will insult you so I'm telling you this right now don't get all butt hurt or, or just hurt your feelings hurt at all because when it comes down to it, he stays in gimmick. He stays whatever, and he will insult you to your face. Yeah. Yes, yes. So just, but it's so fun. It's it's seriously. It's like to a point, and and, and it's like you know when you go to Disney and a guy you know is not Mickey Mouse, but he's in a Mickey Mouse suit, and you hug him and you take a picture with him, that kind of thing. But, you know, they stay in character, right? 
Uh-huh. MJF is kind of the evil Mickey Mouse <laughs> because he stays in character just like Mickey Mouse does, but it's not a very good experience if your feelings get hurt easily. Right. <laughs> he told me he wouldn't touch my hand because I looked filthy. <laughs> he said, I'll let you put $5 in my wallet and you can take a picture of me. And remember, when you were giving him the money, he was still going on with the gimmick that he wouldn't touch you, so he like Opened up his wallet and, and said, I put it in yourself. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. He's he's really really good. Uh, so we get that, and that's before the show. Uh, show starts. Indie star Sunny Kiss comes out, and he will be at Double or Nothing. He is a African American openly gay wrestler. Very flamboyant gimmick. Uh, he just said he's ready to, you know, ready to fight. He, he cuts the promo, ready to fight at all in. And he just kind of danced. He was throwing a shirt to a person across the, uh, the pool and it went into the pool and he's like, Oh my God, that's exactly what they told me not to do. He looks like a very energetic guy. He's, it was on the fourth season of Lucha Underground. Uh, I looked him up and they said it was a Brandy signing. Uh, I looked him up. He looks like. He he he's very much kind of like what you get from a flamboyant character, you know. Right, like right, right. Velveteen Dream times ten almost, <laughs> as far as the, the flamboyance and, but he looks like he can definitely go. So uh, it's one of those people I don't know a lot about. And again, that's what they said they were going for. And I don't plan on doing a lot of research on them because. I mean, I, of course, I want to do a little research so I can talk about him intelligently on the show. But I don't want to do a lot because I want to experience him for the first time in AD, AEW. I want to see what kind of character he he is and what they're trying to establish with him in AEW. I don't want to go back and watch everything he's ever done and be like, well, he just did that everywhere. I felt like that ruins it sometimes. Yeah, yeah no, I, I get it, man. I yeah. get it. You mean like, because, like, like, if you go back and watch all of progress, just to use the uh-huh. example, Pete and you see Pete Dunn, he's wrestling a lot of people he wrestles in the UK now, and you'd be like, "Well, I've already seen this match." Well, not you're not really supposed to because you're seeing the WWE version. So I kind of want to experience him for the first time in AEW. That way, I, you know, when I'm talking, it's like, okay, this is you're experiencing with me what my first impression of him is. Right, right, right. Yeah. So then we got Cody comes out. He announces the deal with Triple A, which we already knew. And uh, t- then he announced, you know, the the point of this is a ticket announcement party. And he says tickets go on sale. Uh, the, uh, basically, you can go to alleliterestling.com. That, again, that's alleliterestling.com. And you can sign up to be on... The, the pre-sale sign-up sheet. So all, all Elite Wrestling is right now is a bunch of links to their social media, the pre-sale sign-up, and a link to their merchandise. That's all it is right now. It's very... You only can do like four things on the page. And so you go to the pre-sale sign-up, you put in your information, and then they send you an email. I got the email and a text. Um, I got the email and the text. The pre-sale, you'll get the code... Uh, Monday morning about 9 a.m. 
The tickets go on sale about 2 p.m. Central Time. That's 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. Uh, the general tickets go on sale Wednesday, uh, 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 the 13th. I believe that's at the noon time again. But, uh, yeah, I'm signed up for tickets. Uh, yeah, um, we got some more information on that later, but that's the part that uh, he announced. Then we start getting some more. So, Sunny Kiss is going to be at Double or Nothing. Yeah, I'm looking like I'm guessing he's a part of the roster. Now we get Sammy Guevara comes out. He's with his, he has the cruiserweight title from AAA with him. He says the AAA junior champion. He says he'll be a double or nothing, and he is the best wrestler they have signed. So he is, I, you know, I think he, they would have signed him. But because of his deal with AAA and their deal with AAA, they more brought him in as part of the talent exchange and the junior. Uh, it, he wasn't wearing a lot of clothes, and it was very cold. So, you know. I don't know if it was that or, but it was like he was trying to promo and he just kind of, uh, he, he was trying to promo and he just seemed cold. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, there, there you go. So, uh, he's like, hey, I was like, I don't know if I could promo in that condition either, but I don't know if I can promo at all, whatever. But, uh, yeah, so he comes out and signs it. They didn't announce any type of, uh, it was just that he was going to be a double or nothing. Uh, then we had Hangman come out. Uh, says Pac won't interrupt him this time because he wasn't there. Then you see Neville or Pac uh, cut, cut in, and they're calling him. They're calling him Prince Pac. Uh, they see it's a cell phone video, which they said uh, that it was via satellite. So he's sending a recording. And he basically said he's going to humiliate Pac at Double or Nothing. He's like, it's not personal. It's because you're an elitist. You get it? You need an elitist. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess it, it might be a gimmick that he's going after everybody in the elite or whatever. And, and Hangman throws a shot at Pac. And he says, Pac is doing what he does best, and that's staying at home. That's <laughs> what... Uh, because, you know, he stayed at home for a year for the WWE. So we got the Bastard versus the Hangman. And that's official. That is the first official match for Double or Nothing. Wow. So what do you think? It's, I mean, It's like like yeah. it feels like it's starting to come together. You know what I mean? Yes, it, it is definitely uh, starting to come together as far as uh, that. But that we got our first big match. Uh, and I mean, I wouldn't call it anybody's dream match. But then you like. Oh, Hangman's amazing. Pac is amazing. They're going to tear it down. You know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. That's, you know, the both big talents coming out. Uh, the Young Bucks come out. They said tag wrestling would be featured uh, in this, and it would be treated just like a main event as like the singles are. And then they, the best friends come out, and they come out in all denim, a la Scott Hall, at uh, invading WCW, right? So it was that was kind of cool. And they said they were coming out, and they said best friends said they would change the world through the power of friendship. And then they leave, and then the Lucha Brothers come out, and they just flat out attack the Young Bucks. Pen Pentagon pile drives Matt. Ray kicks Nick in the face, uh, and it looks like we're gonna get Lucha Brothers. Versus Young Bucks, official for double or nothing, and that's probably going to end up being the main event. 
you think it'll be the main event of yeah. Double or Nothing? Yes. Uh, I we did uh, we did a show, and it was funny because we did a dream matches for All In Two, and my number one dream match was Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Okay. Okay. That was my, I like that. Uh, no, 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 no. I have to say, I said my number one was the Golden Lovers versus the Lucha Brothers. But Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers was definitely on that list because two of the best tag teams in the world. Lucha Brothers are like one of my favorite tag teams to watch. They are just so good at it. And it's just like, I'm very excited for this match. It is literally at this point my number one match that I'm looking forward to. Well, okay. Yeah, and it's just, and it's like when you think about it, it's like you you could end you could end with Hangman versus Pac, to saying we're gonna work on a future, and that would be fine as the main event. Now you got Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks, that would be fine as the main event, and we got like a couple more matches against us, and that, uh, and one of the other ones would be fine as the main event. So it's just like it's crazy that you know that's how they build a show. Uh, we uh, on the next thing was Brandy comes out and she says uh, she uh, has a contract or uh, has contact with Japanese wrestlers and they said there will be two coming but they couldn't get them there tonight. One will be up or up and comer uh, Sakazaki Yuka. Uh, okay. And then legend Asia Kong, Asia Kong, you know. Big Japanese uh, Joshi legend. She's going to be coming to the show also. And she's like, well, you know, I made that announcement, but you know I couldn't come alone. So I do have some people here. And she announces Kylie Ray. Uh, and Kylie Ray, uh, as far as I know, the WWE was looking at her. And, you know, she and, and she was announced as exclusive to uh, All Elite Wrestling. And then she said she brought someone else to. And, uh, they announced Nyla Rose and she's called the American Kaiju Nyla Rose. She's like a 5'10", 6 foot uh, chick that uh, is you know very big and they come out and they look like they're about to attack each other and then they have a breakup and it looks like that'll probably be a match there. Kylan, Kylie, Ray, and Nyla Rose but they might do a fatal four way kind of thing. I, You know they said they're not going to have like 20 matches so it might end up being a fatal four way thing but we're going to see uh, interesting fact that I found out after the show, Nyla Rose, the American Kaiju, is a trans wrestler. Oh, so, really? Yes. Uh, she, uh, she is a transgender wrestler. Uh, I, I, I googled that up, so they, uh, that goes to the point that they are definitely trying to be inclusive. Um, definitely trying to be inclusive. She's, uh, she, from what I understand, she's a really good wrestler. I'm not, I'm like, they're not just doing it because she's trans, she's a really good wrestler that just happens to be trans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, which is yeah, awesome. I dig it. Yeah, and then uh, we got SCU comes out. They announced the official SCU. They announced official after party uh, will be called SCU All Night, and it will be hosted by the three members of SCU. It will be after, of course, after All In. Uh, X, uh, Excalibur announces that OBW announces ODW and shows a video package of them. This is all together. You know, I didn't just skip. This is all together. He announces ODW and shows a video package of the ODW guys. Shima uh, shows up with Michael Nee and Dragon Fu. 
uh, 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 Christopher Daniel points out that him and Seema go back to Mickey Chino Pro Wrestling in 1998 is the first time they wrestled each other. Like, dude, that's a long time. Uh, they said if they need uh, they need uh, people to go up against SCU. He says Shima find two partners, and so that looks like that's another match: SCU versus Shima and two partners. Uh, they did not. Uh, they're called the Stronghearts. They did not uh, announce that uh, that it was going to be the Stronghearts, but it looks like it might be Shima and two actual ODWE guys like the young guys or it could be two people the strong hearts which could be like T-Hawk and I think it's L. Lindemann is what they I think that's what their names are so uh, yeah so we don't know where we're going to get there but we're going to get it's going to be an OWE you know uh, match where they're wrestling against veterans so they might go to younger guys because they have people they can you know show what they can do kind of thing and then the big, a big event, a phone is shown, and the countdown reaches the zero, and Kenny Omega comes out, and he comes out in his suit, and most important, he comes out with a title, not a title around his waist, but a title at the bottom of the screen. Kenny yes. Omega is the executive vice president. There are four executive vice presidents of all elite wrestling. He is listed as executive vice president. He says his journey in Japan had to stop. He said instead of telling you that he will change the world, they will show you. Uh, and, you know, you have this moment. Everybody's going crazy because he's there. Then uh, that familiar music hits. Chris Jericho's music hits. And he's dressed this crazy Jericho. He has on the jacket and the hat with the black hat and the scarf. And he just comes out and straight attack Omega. He didn't even yell. He didn't yell or say anything. He just fights him. And they break him up. Kenny Omega uh, steals Jericho's hat. And, you know, we're going to get Alpha versus Omega, too. At All oh, In. Wow, I love it. I love it. Yeah, so look, look at that. You got three matches. Alpha versus Omega, too. You could put at the top of any marquee, generally anywhere in the world, and sell a lot of tickets. Lucha mm-hmm. Brothers versus... Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks. You can put the marquee of pretty much anywhere in the world and you're going to sell a lot of tickets. And then you got Hangman versus Pac. Now, I can't say they would generally sell a lot of tickets, but for the hardcore wrestling fans, that's a big match. It's like you have three really, really like featured matches right there. And then you, you, then you look at the SCU match and you haven't even announced Cody's match yet. Which is gonna be a big deal, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I see. And you you talked about earlier about you thinking that uh, that would be the tag match would possibly be the main event, but I kind of thought maybe Cody would main event Double or Nothing because you know he didn't main event the first one, even though he arguably had the biggest match of the night. So I thought you know maybe um, maybe he would get that main event nod this time. Do you think there's a chance in that? Depends on who it is. Yeah. It depends on who it is. It really does. I mean, if I, I I've been big on it being Cody versus somebody they haven't announced for the roster yet, like a big name. I was, you know, I'm hoping, you know, like Punk maybe throw his name out there. I know he might not wrestle, but you know, throw his name out there. Uh, 
I've heard Goldberg's name thrown out there. Just somebody that you wouldn't expect. Just a big splash. I mean, you could just put Cody versus all this, and I think that would be a big name. And I think that, but I just think Cody is going for, uh, Cody is going for the the he's going to go for the the knockout punch. Like, okay, everything else is great, but what who he wrestles is going to knock your socks off. Right, right. I mean, even if it's his, even if it's his brother, that'll knock your socks off. Like, because no one thinks, like, really, is he going to give up his cushy WWE job for one match with his brother? Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with you 100% on that. I don't I'll, think go for there's it. a whole lot of stuff that, that Cody is doing that's knocking people's socks off, you know what I mean? I think that's more what the young bucks do in the ring. I think stuff like that is really knocking people's socks off right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know what you mean on that. Uh, you know, and he says he's more of a traditional wrestling storytelling guy. They're more of the excitement guy. Actually, uh, you know, he did an interview uh, earlier this week. We'll talk about in a moment, but where he talks more about that, but, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think he is going to go for the splash though. I don't know what it'll be. I'm waiting, and I'm not, hopefully, I'm not building it up just for a disappointment. Like I said, if it's his brother, I'm happy, because I, like, I, I love Dustin, you know, I love, yeah. I love Dustin, and I love Cody, and I think they would put on a hell of a match, but I just don't feel like it's going to be that. I feel like it's going to be something else. I dig it. I yeah. dig it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, this is from Smart to Death, because we like to give credit to who puts this stuff. They said the AEW presser had to be had clear diversity on display. They had a black female branding officer, Brandy Rhodes, a gay black male signing, promos cut in Spanish. That was by uh, uh, that was by the Lucha Brothers. Partnerships with Chinese and Mexican companies. Wrestlers of all builds, funding by two non-white billionaires. And one thing is, they signed a transgender wrestler. The first major company, uh, from what I understand, the first major company in wrestling to sign someone that is trans. Yeah, I I do believe you're right. Yeah, so, I man, you can't get more inclusive than that press conference. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, That's so true. yeah, so shout out to I mean, you know what? A lot of people talk about they've you know wrestling is for everyone. Wrestling is this wrestling, you know wrestling. Anybody can watch wrestling. Man, they're putting the, the they're putting the cons money where their mouth is. Right, right, and, and that's important. It's important to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, something else that I wanted to talk about was Conrad Thompson. He talked about StarCast not long ago, right? Yes, Al, and I, I definitely wanted to let you know, you know, StarCast is Conrad's, but it, it's kind of like he works with Cody kind of thing, but it is completely owned. The name and everything is owned by Conrad, and it is separate from AEW, but because it's going to be such a big part of Double or Nothing Weekend, we will give you as much information as we can about it. So this week, uh, Sean Ross Sapp interviewed Conrad. Uh, Conrad made sure to let you know that MJF is officially banned from StarCast 2. 
this is just some highlights from the interview. Uh, original Starcast was the worst weekend of his life. He just wasn't expecting for all the difficulties that were going to come up. He was planning on doing it one or done, but you know, everyone has come up. To, a lot of people have come up to him and said it's one of the best weekends they ever have. I'm raising my hand. I told him that to his face. That was one of the best weekends I've ever had because it was just out of this world fun. Uh, he said every person he couldn't get last year will be here this year. It will be on fight again. Uh, pre-sale is for people who bought gold and platinum bracelets, uh, last year, which is, you know, me, I'm included in that. Uh, um, his loyalty is to Cody cause Cody believed in him, asked him to do it, you know, when he really didn't have any reason cause he had never done anything like this before. Uh, they said they went with the hotels that they went with to keep the cost down because Vegas is way more expensive than the suburbs of Chicago. I can tell you from pricing everything, it is way more expensive than the suburbs of Chicago. He uh, he is better prepared for the travel problems that happened last year. Uh, the big difference between, let's say, this and like WrestleCon is the stage shows. They do a lot of the stage shows. Mm-hmm. And he said Tony Khan is his friend. He does not have a contract or work for AEW at this time. He was actually doing the interview on the phone with Sean Ross from his shoot, the mortgage job, his shoot job. <laughs> so it, it's, it's very much, it's very much this. So the details we have so far, StarCast 2 will be May 23rd to the 26th at the Tuscany Casino and Resort in Las Vegas. Ticket pre-sale it will be February 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern. General public on sale will be Friday the 15th at 11 or 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the stars so far, we got Sting, Bret Hart, Bruce Pritchard, Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff, Sean Mooney, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, and Hurricane Helms. Sting and Bret Hart are pretty much the marquee names because neither one was there last year because last year was very much a last-minute thing. So, But they get the fact they're going to have Sting and Bret Hart there is a very big deal. Um, but, yeah, that's the information for StarCast now. Uh, the just to let you know, some fans that might be interested, the Tuscany is almost sold out. They still have deals with the Hard Rock, a Hard Rock Hotel, and the Hampton Inn Tropicana. Hampton Inn is the only one that doesn't require a deposit. And then I think there's a 10% discount from the United that it's gonna also you could also take advantage of. Uh, hopefully that doesn't sound like a StarCast commercial. I'm really just trying to give information to people that are listening and that are interested in StarCast. Whether you go to that or not, it's up to you. I will be there. I will be there. I'll be one of the guys with the platinum bracelet. So see you there cool. if you're there. Uh, but yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next thing that I wanted to talk about was, was Randy Orton talking some shit on AEW? No, he wasn't really talking shit, but apparently he's been backstage and he was very open that he's listening. He will listen to AEW's offer. A lot of people don't believe he's seriously considering leaving. They just say this is kind of a power play. He has a really cushy job where he's getting money. Uh, you know, tons of money, and he's uh getting uh he, he he's uh, getting tons of money, and uh he works a shortened you know schedule, but you know he's just kind of talking shit because Randy Orton can talk shit, and nobody's gonna say anything. 
Right, right. Did he go into specifics about how much money he's actually making? No, he did not go into specifics. He is probably most people. He's probably one of the highest paid play people on the roster. He makes right. Six do you feet. think that that's more? Do you think that that's a little bit more of not so much what he's doing now, but what he's done for them for the last fifteen years? Done for him. Saying, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and it's just like Randy Orton. A lot of like I've heard it on a different show. Uh, that we listened, that I listened to, that they wouldn't want him, and I was like, I would want him because it would be different matchups. And a lot uh-huh. of people have said Randy Orton doesn't care, but I'm like, maybe he's just bored. You know, you get yeah. him out of the comfort of the WWE, and maybe you can get more out of him. And I, I even saw one person like, why would anybody want Randy Orton? So I went to Randy Orton's page. I did a snip. And I snipped his name and all of his followers. I was like, 5.8 million, 5.84 million followers is why you want Randy Orton. Yeah. I, 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 so, you take Cody, you take Cody, Jericho, the Bucks, Hangman, and Kenny Omega, and you combine all their Twitter followers. They don't equal to what Randy Orton has. Yeah. It's true. RKO out of nowhere is a meme. It is a gif. It is everywhere. People don't even know what wrestling, where that comes from, but they know RKO out of everywhere. Yes, you don't understand. When you're a startup company, anything that gets your name out there, you want. Cody loves Randy. A cool Cody would throw all the money AEW has left at Randy. I think. I mean, and that's just like. Me speaking from his admiration of Randy, not of something Cody has ever said. But uh, yeah, he said I wouldn't. Basically, he wouldn't exist without Randy, kind of thing. And so, and like I say, I don't know if you would sign him. I don't know if it's a smart business decision to sign him. It would be, but I'm just saying, 5.84 million followers. People know yeah. who Randy Orton is that don't watch wrestling. Yeah. You know, you mean RKO out of nowhere? Yes. <laughs> uh, that's exactly who I'm talking about. I feel the same yeah. way about Dean Ambrose when people were saying, "What well, is Dean Ambrose son?" It's like I don't think of Dean Ambrose as a wrestler. I'm like, don't think of him as a wrestler. Think of him as a personality. Think of him as a name. Think of him as someone women are attracted to that will, <coughs> excuse me, make them turn it on your show. See, because what you're trying to do is. Okay, I'm turning on to see Dean Ambrose, Johnny Moxley. I'm turning on to see Randy Orton. Then you see Pentagon, someone that they, they've never heard of. Then you see Phoenix. Then you see maybe the Young Bucks, someone they've never heard of. And they're like, oh, this is really good wrestling. That's what you're trying to do. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. love it. So, yeah. uh, speaking of good, Speaking of good wrestling, I want to bring up the Usos real quick because there's actually some rumors going around that WWE is afraid the Usos are not going to re-sign with them. Do you yes. think that's a rumor, or do you think the WWE is legitimately afraid of that? I think WWE is afraid right now because right now, I mean, before, they were the only, their money was more money than everybody else's money. So it was like, if you want to make real money, you stay with the WWE. Well, now people have an alternative. And, of course, WWE is afraid of an alternative. And it's like with the Usos, it's like not that they won't guarantee won't resign, but maybe they don't resign and listen to what AEW has to say. And AEW is also 
very much of the forefront that tag team wrestling is going to be featured, which a lot of times gets pushed to the backside in the WWE. The Usos are clearly one of the best tag teams in the world, but they don't have a platform to let anyone know that. It's like the Usos are there, but let's just say somebody like Dean Ambrose, right? He has all the merch. He's getting the main events. People, they, he's doing the signings because he's pushed as a bigger star by himself than the Usos are as a tag team, which the Usos are better as a tag team than, would you say, Dean Ambrose as a singles wrestler? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say that. So, like, you know, when you're talking about opening up stuff outside of wrestling, the only way that you can open up doors outside of wrestling is if you're featured in wrestling. A lot of featured as a show, a lot of the times, you know, the Usos are on the first match, they're on the pre-show, they're not featured, they're not, tag team wrestling is not shown as important. I'm not saying I know exactly what they're thinking, but you'd be dumb not to at least listen. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand that. I I mean, that's just anybody at any job, you know, that's anybody at any job. You know, if I, I like my job, I like where I work. I like, you know, that I can get as many hours as I want and what the life it allows me to live. But if another job comes in and says, Hey, I'm going to offer you twice as much money and you're going to, you know, you're only going to work 40 hours a week and you're going to be home by six o'clock every night. You know what? I'd be a freaking idiot not to listen. Mm-hmm. So what AEW right now is offering is probably the same money at less dates. Everyone has to listen to that. Right, right. Yeah, you, you, it would be, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it would be unfair to yourself and the future of your career if you didn't at least hear them out. Yeah, you know? yeah. so it's like, it might not be something the Usos ever think about doing it. Of course, you know, Naomi still works there. That's, you know, that's the one of their wives. I always get confused. I think it's Jimmy. Or is it Jay? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so his wife still works there. So of course he might not want to leave. You know, they they're actually on the same show, so they can travel together and all that. So it would be giving up a lot. But like I said, a lot of you're just gonna. It's one of those things. It's like you're gonna hear a lot of rumors about people leaving, especially. But their contracts up in April. That's a big deal because what happens is if your contract expires. You don't have to work or wait ninety days. Oh, okay. So let's I didn't know that. I yes. thought you had to wait ninety days regardless. No. If your contract expires, you don't have to wait ninety days. You do have to wait ninety days if they release you. And you don't have to wait ninety days if you just don't want the money. So let's just say you have that non compete. It's because they're paying you for ninety days not to work. If you don't care about the money, from what I understand, you can just go work. But why not? stay at home for 90 days and take the money mm-hmm. but yep. that, that being you know that being said there's a lot of this it's like a, you're gonna hear a lot of much ado about nothing this year you know that's what you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a lot of people interested in going to AEW, and you're gonna probably hear a lot of people that are interested in going to AEW that AEW doesn't even want because they're gonna use that as leverage to get more money it's right. it's just simple it's just like hey yeah, man, me and Cody were texting yesterday, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. WWE comes in and says, oh, yeah, we'll pay you 500 more grand. Okay, cool. 
they never talked to Cody, or they might have texted Cody, but they were talking about video games, you know? <laughs> it doesn't, you know, the wrestling, wrestling, as you know, as a future wrestler, it's about working people, you know? <laughs> you work the audience, and sometimes you got to work the backstage, you know, to get a little bit more money. And now, hey, AEW is that lever that you can pull. And you can say, yeah. hey, are you, sh- are, you, are you sure this is all you want to offer me? that's true man you got when you got that second avenue you know you have a little bit of of room to play when you're trying to establish how much money you're worth and how much money you're going to get paid yeah definitely well we have uh reached our 90 minute window for our time slot on social suplex would you like to remind everyone about the contest one more time before we take off floyd yeah absolutely um so, again, next week we'll be announcing the second hoodie giveaway. Uh, but on the on uh, on our Twitter, which is at ATElitePod, yes, that's me, got it again, at ATElitePod, you go, and there, the, I made the contest, it's pinned to the top. So you have to go to that original post, you gotta like it, and you gotta like, or you gotta follow us. You have to be following us to be eligible. You gotta like it and then retweet it so we can get the information out there. Also, ask if you want to. This is the optional part. You uh, you can add three of your friends in there so they know about it and they can join in the contest. Uh, like I said, uh, right now we're at seven hundred uh, seven hundred nineteen followers. So uh, once if we get to a thousand, there'll be two more hoodies. But if not. Next week will be the last study. But yeah, right, we're right. only going to announce it on the show. And we're going to announce it on the show. And then we're going to hit up the person on Twitter. The reason being, we want you to listen to the show. So, like I said, the announcement will happen in the first five minutes. Hopefully, you'll stick around and listen to what else we got to say. Because with all that news that happened this week, I don't feel like next week's going to be a big news week. So, you might get a lot of us fantasy booking and talking about things that has to do with what's around the league. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Floyd, as always, it was an absolute blast doing the show with you. I love getting to break down all the news and everything that came out this week for All Elite Wrestling. Uh, like I said, I learned something new from you every single episode that we do together. Uh, for everyone out there, thank you all so much for tuning into the show, for tuning into the Social Suplex Podcast Network, for following us on Twitter, the the growth, the overnight growth for uh, this show has been absolutely incredible. I hope we continue uh, on this on this upward on this uh, upward trajectory that we're currently going on. It's just an absolute blast right now. I uh, did. I did want to do one more shout out. I want to shout out at Everything Elite. That's a different elite podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Network. They do great work over there. Their show is different from ours. We both talk about the elite, but we do it in a different way. So, uh, of course, you know, it's like if you're an elite fan, your goal is to change the world or change the universe. So I'm going to change the world by, you know, basically, you know, putting over our competition because the point is we're not competition. We're all doing the same thing. We all just like talking about wrestling. We all just like focusing on the elite. We all want to focus on the alternative. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're all working together on this. Like, you know, we're we're all just fans at the end of the day, just trying to figure out what's going on with all elite wrestling. So 
more power to them, more power to us, and everything, right? Yeah, listen to both shows. Damn, nothing wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Listen absolutely, to ours. Man. Listen to ours first, but listen to both shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. Well, thank y'all so much for Floyd and myself. Everyone out there, stay strong and too sweet.